In the course of my daily life, I share something with countless people. How do we deal with those moments in our life when we feel overwhelmed? Usually by one of three things. Usually it's either anger or sadness or lust. And many of us can testify to moments in our lives when these experiences were so huge in our life that it seemed as though nothing else were possible. Jesus knows very well how vulnerable we are to being beset or being overwhelmed by anger or sadness or lust. He knew this when he gave the Sermon on the Mount, and that is the meaning of the passage that he conveys this morning. Jesus is speaking directly to that vulnerability. And what Jesus is saying, do not give in to the natural temptation, the natural human inclination. When somebody is throwing rocks at us, what is our natural first response? I at least want to throw rocks back. And not only do I want to throw rocks back, I want to throw the number of rocks that were thrown at me so that it's nice and even and fair, and then I want to throw even more rocks back so that person never does that again. And that's how we're going to settle this. Jesus knows very well that never works. In fact, not only does that not work, it only ever escalates. And very often, there are those sad souls who find themselves lost in a labyrinth of anger or sadness or lust that goes on for so long and wears them out so completely that they give up hope that life could ever be free. So, Jesus is saying, do not let your experience of adversity in the world overwhelm you. When these things happen to you, notice very well that I didn't say if these things happen to you. When these things happen to you, do not fall into the misunderstanding that there is nothing that can be done. There is always something that can be done. However, do not fall into the further misunderstanding 
that it is within your own capability to do something about it. Many times people come and they say, Father, I'm having thoughts that are disturbing to me. Violent thoughts, consuming thoughts, lustful thoughts. Tell me what I need to do to make them go away. And I tell them, don't think about red fire trucks. And they realize that when you hear, don't think about red fire trucks, what's the first thing you think about? A red fire truck! And the more I tell myself, don't think about red fire trucks, not only do I not stop thinking about red fire trucks, it just gets more intense. And that is what causes us to the ultimate conclusion that this is hopeless. There is nothing I can do here. And you're right. If your task is to control your thoughts or to control your feelings, you will fail and you will wear yourself out along the way. And so what Jesus is saying is when you think about the cause of your anger or your sadness or your lust, pray to me that you will want for them what I want for them. It's that simple. Name the person and say, Lord, help me to want for them what you want for them. Now, I can tell you from my own experience that this can be a profoundly difficult thing to do. I can remember many moments in my life, many circumstances in my life when I thought, what? I'm supposed to want for them what Jesus wants for them? I can't do it. And I have learned in the course of an even greater stretch of time that when I find myself in that position, I go to his mother. And I say to her, good mother, my heart is too broken, is too weak, is too disappointed, is too hurt to do what your son asks me to do. And so I ask you, in your great mercy, good mother, take my broken and inadequate heart. Take my disappointed and hurting heart and give me your immaculate heart. And because Mary is exactly who she is, she will always grant that request. 
then we can return to her son and say, Lord, with my renewed heart, help me to want for that person who may have been rubbing your fur the wrong way for years. Help me, Lord, to want for them what you want for them. I would love to be able to tell you right now that if you just pray that prayer one time, your life will be magically transformed. But it is not so. But I can tell you that if you begin, say, this Wednesday, each day, to go to our Lord. And maybe, maybe everybody you ever knew is a bit much to take on. So maybe you take one person by name to our Lord and say, Lord, help me, help me to want for them what you want for them. And do not let the memory of past hurts and past failures to be used as weapons against me. And maybe on Wednesday, I can't get all the way to making that petition in sincerity. That's when you go to Mary and say, good mother, take my weak and inadequate heart and give me your immaculate heart. And then begin that petition of our Lord again. And I can tell you that, again, from my own experience, you'll know that you're on the right track when you get to about, oh, Friday, and you say to yourself, why didn't I pick something easier? That's how you know that the grace of Christ poured through the immaculate hands of his mother is really beginning to go to work in you. And if you manage to stay with it for 40 days, you will emerge transformed. You will see Jesus, and you will see Mary, and you will see yourself, and yes, you will see that other person in a way that you have never seen them before. 